Welcome to Under the Radar, a show about independent iOS app development. I'm Marco Arment. And I'm David Smith. Under the Radar is never longer than 30 minutes, so let's get started. So this, as we are recording, we are essentially one week uh, before WWDC and all of the festivities and fun and announcements that come with WWDC. And it's probably around the time that you're hearing a lot of conversations um, on, the, on all the other Apple tech podcasts related to things about like predictions and some of the more uh, content-oriented things about WWDC. Um, but I think we thought it'd be interesting to instead focus a bit more on the practicalities of WWDC. Um, it's a going to, I think both you and I, Marco, have been to WWDC now for almost 10 years um, in its various forms. And I think it's probably this kind of thing that there's a lot of just advice and experiences that I've come up with from the from going for so long um, that it seemed like would be good to pass on as you're getting ready to pack, as you're preparing to head out, um, that to just hopefully pass that along, be useful, um, and hopefully enhance. Um, I imagine many of our listeners are going to be in town for WDC, um, if for a ticket, uh, to the, sh- you know, to main, sh- the main show itself or to things like layers or the very other next door, there's a bunch of other conferences going on. Um, there's going to be a lot of, a lot of people in town. So a lot of hopefully little things that would be uh, useful to pass along. Yeah. And also, you know, because, you know, predictions and everything that's, that's useful until the day of the event and then it's kind of done this, you know, we kind of want it to be a useful thing for the entire week. Um, and especially because, a lot of these things that we're, you know, tips that we're going to reveal or, or talk about are things that we've done wrong in the past or not considered or not prepared for. <laughs> and yes. it's like lessons learned. Um, because when you when you do some of these things wrong, it can have a pretty significant negative impact on your on your experience of the week, uh, or at least can be very restrictive in what you can and can't do. Um, so anyway, with that, you want to get started? What should you bring or pack or do or prepare for for WBDC 2018? Yeah. So the first thing I think that is everyone should make, I mean, it's probably no surprise, but bring a computer um, and specifically bring a computer capable of development, um, whatever that actually means to you. And I know that'll be different oh, for everybody. So many jokes to, about iPads I could make right now. Sure. You and you can make them. And who knows, maybe on Monday, it'll you'll be able to do development on iPad. Who knows? The world is completely unknown. <laughs> but whatever it is, Bring something that you can reliably know that you are going to be able to develop on. Um, like, but and if, if that's a 15-inch MacBook Pro, for me, I bring a little 12-inch MacBook, and I've developed on that, and it's a little slow, but works for me. But moreover, what I mean by capable of development is, like, bring a computer that has... Um, all of the tools that you use for development on it. It, it has like, you know, if you use Photoshop in your development workflow, make sure you, you know, it's like you have Photoshop installed and ready and you don't want to be relying on, you know, hotel Wi-Fi to download these tools. Make sure you have your signing certificates, like anything that you are going to want to have with you, any cables that you might need, like make sure that you have a lightning to um, USB-C adapter um, or a cable if you're going to be you know, developing that way. You just want to be able to make sure that you have a machine that you can do actual practical work on. Um, because in my experience, WDC, there's a lot of information and there's like the learning side of it. There's the actual like, you know, all the presentations, all the new APIs, everything like that. But I find it to be very much a working trip as well, that in order for me to really understand what the new things are, I have to get into Xcode and play with them and try them out and actually do some work. Not necessarily something that I'm going to be, you know, shipping that on Friday, like, you know, work, work, like in that sense. But I want to be able to really use um, the new stuff in in practice. And so I need to make sure that I bring a computer that is capable and set up um, to do that. That it's not like a, it's, you know, you're not going to bring, you know, bring a computer just for, 
um, you know, watching movies on or something like that. Like it is a, it is a work, something work capable with all of your tools set up on it. Um, all of your source code available on it, for example, those types of things. So it's like going into it, packing, you know, making sure that you have all the latest versions of everything that you might need um, so that you can actually take advantage of the week to try the stuff. Um, Cause that's a thing that I, something that I've, I find to be so much more valuable than, you know, just sort of, taking on in all the information and then getting to the end of the week and then starting to do it, you know, the following Monday, um, at that point, you've missed the opportunity to ask questions in labs or to reach out to different people that you may have the opportunity to, to reach out to during the week itself. Yeah, I would say like my, my best advice to that is to actually, you know, to make sure your development stack is complete, to make sure that you, that your certificates and everything are all there before you leave, before you pack up your laptop, open it up, plug in a lightning USB cable and hit build and run and make sure that you can actually build and run that all the device symbols are loaded and indexed by Xcode for your device and everything. Do all of that before you go because so often, like when I travel, I will travel to places where downloading like a two gig download is not feasible or or possible at all. And, and I, I, whenever I don't do this, I'm often caught off guard. Oh, Actually, I have the I have an old version of Xcode that can't build for my new OS phone, and now I'm just stuck and can't do build and run until I get home or something like that. So definitely, you know, actually do build and run. Make sure you can build and launch your device, uh, your app on your device. Um, and that being said, there's also some specifics about the computer. You know, we can argue like what computer is good enough, and you know, everyone has a different opinion on that. I bring a 15 inch, you bring a 12 inch. Pretty much any computer is fine, and you know, just different screen space, screen space, and different speeds, but. Um, one thing that you're going to need when you consider what happens every year at WWDC, you, you get new betas of everything. You get new Xcode beta, you get betas of all the OSs. Usually, you're going to need a lot of disk space and a lot of downloading capability. So if you're running low on space, maybe consider bringing like a little external drive or a USB stick or something just to have, ex- just to have some breathing room. Um, also... We're going to get to uh, testing devices in a second, but um, you're going to want to install these OSs probably on something to test them out. If you intend to install the Mac OS beta, it could be useful to bring an external hard drive or external SSD of some kind to install that onto because you're not going to want to do it on your main disk and you probably don't have enough free space to do it in a useful way anyway because SSDs are expensive. <laughs> so your internal disk is probably not having that much free space. Um, so make sure that the computer you bring is up to date has Xcode installed, can build and run, has a lot of disk space free, and is capable in some way of downloading a lot. So what this might mean for you, I wouldn't suggest that you go out and buy a uh, an Ethernet adapter for your laptop if you don't already have one. But if you have one, bring it. This is a good opportunity where you probably won't need it, but you might, and you might not think to pack it because you don't usually need those anymore. But if you happen to have a, an Ethernet adapter there might be a chance here where like you can download something really fast on ethernet, uh, but you can't get it or, but you know, you, you, you can't do it on Wi-Fi, or it would take too long or you can get the hotel connection, maybe only by ethernet for some weird reason, or the ethernet's way faster for some weird reason, like things like that arise. So anything you can do to make it easier and easier and or possible for you to download massive files and store them on your computer, you're going to need to do that. Yeah. And I think I, in general, 
uh, within the actual conference itself, um, there's usually a, pr- a prohibition against downloading the big stuff on the Wi-Fi uh, for obvious reasons that they don't want 5,000 people downloading the latest version of Xcode over the Wi-Fi. So they, you rec- they require the wired connections for those typically. Um, they tend to have most of the adapters. Like they have kind of a cool setup on um, like the working t- tables typically where they have some just raw Ethernet connections. They have some that have like the, the old Thunderbolt, e- Thunderbolt Ethernet adapter some of them that have the USB-C adapter. Um, and it's just kind of you typically well set up. But if you have one, bring it. It may come in handy. You just never know. Um, and then same similarly, I'd say, um, in terms of having an external drive of some kind is also really useful to have those tools. And every now and then it's also just kind of nice. I tend to put the tools on something like that. Um, and then it's, it's a useful thing to be able to like hand a friend. Um, I've, I've done that too for somebody who... Um, who isn't in the convention center. Like and me. So, yeah. And so <laughs> I'm going to be asking used- you to do that this year again, yeah. like I do every year. Yeah. Because it's nice because like the wife, the, the ethernet connection at the convention center is ridiculously fast. And I think they even proxy all of the, the images and things in, in, you know, on house. So you'll get these ridiculously fast downloads. So you can go and download all of the images of everything, um, you know, and put on a thumb drive. And then if someone's, you know, rather than, rather than someone trying to suffer through hotel Wi-Fi to do it is a useful thing. Um, something else you're definitely going to want to have is testing devices. Uh, and this is going to vary a lot depending on what kind of development you do. Um, for me, this means that I have, um, and I, I am bringing a, an, an iPhone seven and a series two Apple watch. Um, those are my two testing devices this year. And, um, in, intentionally in that is those are my two most capable devices other than my current primary devices. You know, so I, I wear a series three watch and I use an iPhone 10 as my main devices. My testing devices are the next most capable devices that I have available to me, which in my case is an iPhone seven, um, and a, a series two Apple watch. And I want those to be as fast and as capable as possible because initial betas are not known for their uh, stability, performance, reliability. Um, so everything <laughs> that I, every, every benefit that I can give myself in um, having them work well is going to be good. You're not going to want to put it on your main device. That's always a bad idea. Yeah, do not um, do that. You might think, oh, it'll be fine. Trust me, it's not fine. Like, like I've had, I have done that a couple of times. It was always a huge mistake. <laughs> and all of our friends who have tried it also huge mistake don't install beta one on your main device like no matter what you think don't do it unless it's a device that you really seriously 100 percent don't need to be functionally reliable so for instance like i'm going to only bring one apple watch because i only have one apple watch and i don't use it that much so it's fine if my apple watch is unstable i'm not going to bring only one iphone because i use my iphone constantly (laughs) And so I'm not going to put beta one on my iPhone. I depend on that. Um, you know, so, you know, you can make those decisions about what's what's important to you to be stable. But I think for almost everybody, your iPhone is going to need to be stable. Yeah. And I think, too, along those lines with testing devices is also just and this maybe is like any just an, a specific example for me. But maybe there, it will um, give give clues to other people is so I do a lot of health and fitness stuff related with my uh, you know, with, with all my work. And so for me, I need to make sure too, that my testing devices have, um, active data on it. So like I wear two Apple watches ahead of, you know, in leading up to WDC, um, I'll have both the watches in my, in my pockets so that I have their generating steps. Um, if you are going to do anything that requires the phone, that phone or testing device to be in a particular state or to have a particular thing downloaded onto it or whatever that may be, just make sure that you do that ahead of time. Um, so that you aren't, 
sort of playing catch up while you do it. But, you know, have a testing device. You have to be a little bit creative. Even if you're not sure if you would need one, I would recommend if you have an old iPhone, just bring it. You never know what you're going to need. And it's, you, you know, you're not going to want to go and buy a device um, specifically for it. Because especially a year like this, where there is so much, it's been so well, um, the secrecy around this this event, I feel like is really good this year in, in, a, in the sense that we just really don't know what's going to come. So I want to be as prepared for everything as I possibly can be. Um, next thing that I wanted to uh, think about is um, just some of the, some of the basic like practicalities around um, things that you might want to have just sort of like on your packing list. Uh, make sure that you bring a notebook. Um, it's something that I've um, I know some people like taking notes um, on their on their iPhone or on their iPad or on their laptop. That's great. I always I never regret having a paper notebook just because. It's that much more quick and straightforward. And also, especially if you're in like a lab environment, it's often slightly more personable to be writing down on paper than it is to be like looking at your phone while you're talking to somebody. Um, so I just recommend a notebook. It doesn't matter what it is. It could be a stack of index cards and a pen. Like it doesn't matter. Just some kind of paper. You may be able to steal this out of the hotel room in your, you know, where you're staying, but um, I recommend that. Um, I think it's important to. It's a funny, important maybe is the wrong word. I also recommend having some kind of something like a business card, um, a tchotchke pen, a sticker or something like that. Have some uh, thing with you that you are able to give to someone else that has some connection to your work. Um, The most straightforward of these is a business card. If you have them, bring them. We're not a community that tends to do a lot of like business card um bingo stuff like sort of like where you there's some, i've been to some some industry <laughs> events where it's like everybody's like always handing each other business cards that's not really our community that's not really the way that tends to go but i do find that every now and then i will meet somebody and they will hand me a business card and it feels kind of rude or awkward if i have nothing to give back to them and so i made i made up cheap basic business cards just for the purpose of being able to give something back to someone i very rarely every now and then i might give hand someone a business card but in general it's just something i have to avoid the slightly awkward thing of like i have nothing for you all right i've just pictured my favorite kind of business card that you should have it should be a teal blue card background with a single white horizontal line in the middle it's, it's perhaps the least useful but most awesome <laughs> business card uh, yes uh, my business card is much is very simple it is a teal background and it just had has my name and my email address on it and that's it um <laughs> but another thing you can do is also to think about something like pins or stickers is something that serves a similar role that i know a lot of people will have uh, like this year i have printed up stickers of the uh, badges within Pedometer Plus Plus, and anybody who this is just an, an open invitation. Actually, if anyone at the conference I run into um, shows me their badges that they've earned inside of Pedometer Plus Plus, like I've I've have made physical copies of a, a bunch of the bigger ones, and if they've shown me that they've earned it, I'm happy to give them a physical copy. And that's like something that's hopefully kind of a cool, interesting icebreaker conversation starter. Like, and it has a direct connection to my work. Um, I know a lot of people who get out pins. Um, you know, James Thompson of Peacock fame is famous for handing out his pins. Like, if you um, if you find him, he has all these beautiful forty. You know, with with the app icon with this, you know these nice little forty two. Um, pins, but having just something, whatever that may be, um, is just a good idea to have built that build that personal connection um, with somebody you know that that you might encounter. That's a, that's a really good one. Stickers too, like I mean, it's probably a little late now, but something like sticker mule stickers for your app can be good if, if your app is you know likely to have any fans there. But even just like you know, don't feel self conscious about having about giving giving somebody a business card that has like your name and your app on it. In fact, I would even say like. 
I might even feature the app more prominently than your name in, in the car. Like make the app what shows up first and maybe, maybe that's the logo and then like below it is your name and email. Um, because going to a conference like this, like we're all developers and or at least most of us are developers who, who go to this conference. And so like I kind of care what, you know, what do you work on? I, I want to know that. Like that's one of the, it's one of the questions I ask people when, when they introduce themselves to me. I'm like, oh, what do you work on? Like what, and it, even if it's something that you think is boring or even if you're just, you know, a small cog in a big machine, like a big company, I still want to know what you work on. And so maybe like emphasizing the app in a card if possible could be pretty cool, I think. Um, and lastly, I think sort of on the more just like more businessy side, something that I think about is making sure that you, if you are going to, um, if you have a ticket for WDC, this is essential. And I think in general, it's a good idea to have either way is a list of questions for the developer labs. Um, so questions or frustrations, radars you filed that haven't gotten gone anywhere, like have a list ahead of time of the things that you would love to talk about with somebody um, at Apple. So if you have a conference ticket, I highly recommend going to the labs, even if you don't feel like you, you know, if you're intimidated by that, if you think it's a little scary, if you don't really know how it works, Everybody there is super kind, super personable. It's very, it's a very nice experience. I spend most of my time in my labs because I can watch the videos after the time. But the labs, this is one, you know, I get four days a year basically because there's not usually labs on Monday. It's like these, these are the four days when I can talk to the actual engineers who make the tools that I make my living from. So I have, I put together a list of everything I can think of that I want to ask somebody. Even if you feel like they're silly questions, most often they they just need to be a conversation starter. It's just something to go and talk to somebody, and then you can end up you know it will usually develop into hopefully a nice conversation that you might have about how you're using a technology, or they might look at your app and see how you know see how you're using something. Um, both which is usually really nice for the engineers because they spend all their time making the APIs that we use, and it's kind of cool I think often for them to see them actually being used. Um, but it's also just a good, you know, it's a good use of your time to get some questions answered. You're going to also be updating this, hopefully, as the week goes, as new APIs are, you know, announced and you explore stuff. But it's just a good thing to have this list. And it's also just, I find the exercise of making it, even if you weren't going to WDC, is probably useful um, because you never know who you're going to run into um, just around San Jose or a friend who has a ticket to the ticket to the convention center who can go in and ask a question. Um, but it's just something to keep in the back of your mind that you don't want to, it's like, if I find on the spot, it can often be really struggling or a big bit of a struggle to come up with what I want to ask. So I always try and do this ahead of time. I've been working on my list since January. Um, at this point it's like a mile long. And like, for me, that's exactly what I love to be equipped with going into, um, the labs. So I feel like I can, you know, I can start a conversation with any engineer on any team, um, and have something that I can ask them about, um, you know, anyone get something from. And I really don't feel self-conscious that like you don't have any good questions or your question is, you know, too basic or anything like that or that you might be awkward around them if you have, you know, social anxiety issues because I guarantee you whatever your question is and however you act they not only will you fit in perfectly but they will have seen way worse <laughs> questions and people that day. Um so it's totally fine you're, you know, you're around people who that who like, you know, they not only do they want you there, but they probably are you. Yeah. <laughs> and so it's it's a very like welcoming and uh and and kind environment and no question is, is gonna be too basic for them. Yeah. And the best question even I sometimes I find is if you don't know what to ask, it's just that your question can be as simple as I, you know, you, I'm working on something related to whatever the technology is. Say it's location services. You're doing something with GPS. Your question can just be, well, I was just hoping to I was just hoping someone could take a look at my app and see if I'm doing it right. 
like that's a that's a good enough question to go and spend 15 20 minutes with someone in the labs mm-hmm. um so you don't even need something more specific than can you just take a look at what i'm doing and seeing if it's see if it you know see if it seems right see if you have any recommendations like and everyone if you're working on any app of any kind can ask that question we are sponsored this week by Linode. With Linode, you get access to a suite of powerful hosting options with prices starting at just $5 a month. You can be up and running with your own virtual server in under a minute. Linode has hundreds of thousands of customers, including me and David. We are all serviced by their friendly 24-7 support team if we need them. You can email them. You can call them. You can even chat over IRC in the Linode community. Linode knows how important it is to help you get the help you need. And they have a suite of amazing guides and support documentation as well to give you any kind of reference when you need it. Linode's intuitive control panel lets you easily deploy, boot, resize, snapshot, and clone virtual servers in just a few clicks. I've done this all sorts of times, and it's worked perfectly every single time. And, of course, there's lots of great features. There's security features, like the factor two-factor authentication to keep you safe. Linode is just great, and they have fantastic pricing options available. Plans start at 1 gig of RAM for just $5 a month, and they offer lots of other plans above that, including high memory plans starting with 16 gigs of RAM. As a listener of this show, if you sign up at linode.com slash radar, you will support us, and you will get $20 towards any Linode plan. So on the 1 gig plan, that can be four free months. And with a seven-day money-back guarantee, there's nothing to lose. So go to linode.com slash radar to learn more, sign up, and take advantage of that $20 credit or use promo code radar2018 at checkout. Thank you so much to Linode for supporting the show. So on the other, I think we thought it may, might make sense to wrap up the show just talking about some just more broad tips, like rather than getting out of the sort of the packing list and things you need to bring with you. These are just things that we've from our past experience that I think would be useful. And like the first one that comes to mind for me is to um, set up meetings ahead of time with people you might want to meet with. Um, if you have someone in specifically that you want to make a connection with or you have a relationship with someone at Apple or whatever that may be, reach out to them ahead of time and try and schedule something. Understand and be very flexible about that. I think most people have very complicated schedules during WWDC. And so it may not necessarily be the kind of thing that like you have, you know, the whole whole series of meeting invitations and requests or whatever. And it's like, I'm going to meet this person at Tuesday at one o'clock. It may just be need to be a bit more flexible, Um, but definitely reach out ahead ahead of time and just sort of make sure that you sort of put yourself on that person who you're trying to interact with's radar. Um, I find that really useful. Um, but just, you know, certainly be very flexible and understand that a lot of sometimes you can't get a, a concrete, um, you know, appointment with someone or something necessarily. It may just need to be more flexible and you may need to be persistent, but just, it's definitely something you want to start doing this week rather than, you know, reaching out to somebody next, you know, the Thursday of WDC being like, Hey, I haven't seen you, you know, I'd love to meet up. It's like at that point it might just be too late. Um, and so that's just in general something to be thinking about and be proactive about. Um, and similar to that is just being sure that during the week, if you see someone that you know or you're interested in or you want to have you want to meet, introduce yourself to them. Like it's a very, you know, it, it's almost everyone loves you know, it, like people are there to see other meet other people. And so, if you see someone you you recognize and you want to interact with, go up, go over and say hi. And you know, realize that you know maybe they they can they'll you know you'll have a nice long conversation. Maybe you'll just have a two second conversation, but definitely you know, work on work on that confidence towards introducing yourself the first few many years of wdc i so often would leave um the conventions with a, with, a, with a bunch of regrets and sort of like feeling 
bad about the fact that I saw somebody that I wanted to introduce myself to and I just didn't. Um, and then I gradually just built, just sort of got over that and just forced myself to do it, even though it felt a little uncomfortable, even though it was something I didn't like doing. And it just, it, I always felt better having done it. Like in general, they go fine. Don't have super high expectations that it's not like you're going to like hit it off and go out and, you know, it's like, you know, go on vacation together. Like, no, no, no this is just, you're having, <laughs> you're, you're having a two, two, two second conversation, but it's a nice way to build that connection. So, you know, just tr- try and uh, be thoughtful about that kind of stuff. Yeah. Cause like, you know, if you see somebody that like, you know, wrote the app that you use, we're not, youtube stars we're not actual celebrities like people who write apps in their everyday life no one knows what they do and no one understands and no one cares they can walk down the street and they are regular people in their everyday life it is kind of fun to have a fan recognize you for your work when you're that kind of person who like in your everyday life that never happens (laughs) and so when a fan recognizes you for your work that's awesome and so in WWC, this is like the one week a year where if you're an iOS developer, you have a pretty good chance of this happening relative to any other time of the year. And it's really, it's nice. Like it's, it's not an imposition. It's not like bothering someone. I mean, yeah, if they're like, you know, in the bathroom, maybe wait till you guys get out of the bathroom. But like, otherwise, like it's, not, you're not like bothering someone by going up to them and saying, hi, are you blah, blah, blah. I really, you know, I really like your, your app or, you know, your app really helps me out or something like that's, that's great. And, and, you know, so don't be, don't be afraid of that. Um, last thing I think, or actually not the last thing, but it's one of the, another main thing that I can think about is making sure that you just take care of yourself. Um, I have learned the hard way that like staying out late the first couple of nights, not eating well, like doing those types of those kind of life choices end up very poorly, you know, the latter half of the week. And you just end up not having the energy or the ability to, to do, you know, to take full advantage of the week. So get a lot of sleep, like go to, go to bed at a reasonable time. Um, especially cause time zone things can often really mess you up. And so you, if you're coming from the East coast, you might end up being, you might be waking up really early. And so if you try and stay up late and then wake up really early, like it's, it's a, it's a recipe for disaster. Um, bring a water bottle, hat, sunscreen, comfortable shoes, things like that for just like in the day. Um, San, San Francisco, when it used to be there, it was a very different climate than San Jose. Uh, I think San Jose is much hotter, much sunnier. Um, and so you just want to, you know, have the things that are, you're going to need to take care of yourself and make sure that you're, you know, staying hydrated and, and feel well rested. Um, getting out and exercise, I think is also a great thing that if you can, uh, I'm going to try, you know, every morning before I, I come to the, the, the conference to get a little exercise in just because, it's such a, you know, it, it's so easy to let that go. And I think it just ultimately will just feel better as a result. Um, because the last thing you want to do is like you end up on, you know, you, you'll just end up late, late in the week and um, just like not feeling great. And that's if you can avoid that, then, you know, that's going to make your enjoyment of the week so much better than feeling like you have to do everything that you have to be out super late every night or, you know, going to have event to event to event and having a completely full schedule. It's like it's fine to just have some time to rest, like to go back to your hotel room and sit, sit there with your laptop working on and trying to digest what you just under, you know, what you just understood from that day. Like, that's fine. Don't just do that. But it's a totally fine thing to take some time and make sure that you're having a good balance to your day and you're not overdoing it because um, it, it can be just relentless otherwise because there's a million things you could do. Yeah, balance is really key. It's one that I have not done well in the past. Like, you know, and what I've realized as I've done this more and, and gotten older and more boring and, and have less stamina to like stay up late constantly is that, you know, I, I like to go out and stay up late and yell in loud bars at most about one 
or two nights of like the week long conference. Like that's that's about as much as I want to do that. And and I also I always think that I like I overcommit my time ahead of time uh, with you know people who's like oh yeah let's meet up sometime next week or or you know things I agreed to do you know uh, and and it's just I always wish that I had less stuff booked because I always am so you know just. Uh, packed it all day and I, I wish i had some downtime actually plan for downtime really like leave leave a lot of downtime in your schedule because you're not going to be using all of it like you know a lot of it you will you will find things that oh i actually need to be doing this now or i'm good it's a good thing i left some slots open here because all of a sudden this important person wants to meet with me or is willing to meet with me or you know so there's a, leave some slack in the schedule but i would say leave a lot of slack in the schedule <laughs> because you will find ways to to consume it yeah, and giving yourself just the opportunity to, to to be flexible, I think, is just a great thing. And having the you know taking care of yourself in general is going to leave yourself with more ability to take advantage of more opportunities um, for whatever that looks like. So, you know, it's just I think it's so that kind of self care version side of things is just an important thing that I've not not done pre in previous years. And it just you just it just end up totally worn down. Your voice is gone because you've been screaming in loud bars. Your hearing's you know, like not great like bad things you if you don't take care of yourself like it can you, you you'll just end up later in the week not being able to fully enjoy yourself i had one last thing and the last thing um i just wanted to say is something that i have found to be very useful is you get to the end of the week or it, and you can often end up feeling like you missed out on something that you wanted to accomplish so just a little this small little pro tip about wednesday halfway through take inventory of anything that you wanted to accomplish and haven't yet done and then that gives you the time and the ability to, to actually turn that around and make it happen. You know, don't um, just think about what you have, what you left undone on Friday. Think about it on Wednesday. Um, I found that's thing that it's an exercise I do every Wednesday morning, and I find it's really useful. That's really good. Yeah, because the conference goes by fast. Like, you know, Saturday, Sunday, you know, travel and everything. Most people leave on Friday afternoon or at, at latest Saturday morning. And, you know, Thursday's the bash and there's podcasts Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. And so it's like it, it kind of there's a lot going on and it's really easy to all of a sudden be Thursday and realize, oh, crap, I'm leaving tomorrow and I didn't do X, Y or Z. So that's that's really good. All right. Well, best luck to everybody. We hope to see many of you there. If possible, please come up and say hi. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you next week. Bye.